Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. everybody welcome to another version of bill roden on sports uh here in an undisclosed location new york with my co-host great jamal murphy murph what's going on it's cold man it's cold it's very cold i'm glad to be inside you know what i mean it's like what 30 something degrees out it's unbelievable unbelievable. all of a sudden i feel like it was wasn't it like 60 degrees two days ago yeah but you know that's 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 global warming which Uh, people listen man you know there's a, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to talk to, about to Victoria Jackson later in the right. show. But talk NCAA, name, image, likeness, all that yeah, James, good stuff. Yeah, James Wiseman. Right. But the uh, breaking news is that your guy, our guy, mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick, has been extended uh, an invitation uh, to try out on Saturday. Right. Uh, you know, is this, uh, you know, already his guy tweeted out um, from North Carolina, from the Eric Eric Reed. Eric Reed said, "It's a shame." What do you what do you Panthers. think when you first heard about this? What was your what was your your take? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, just to to you know go over it, Ka- Kaepernick has been scheduled to work out for all NFL teams uh, Saturday in Atlanta. Uh, the NFL themselves put this together for him. Uh, I guess for all the teams that wouldn't do it on their own. Uh, but who we said the NFL? The NFL. Like, that, 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 I guess Goodell. You know, Goodell <laughs> and his boys. I don't know. You know, um, posse. But you know, Kaepernick's what thirty-two now. He's been he's been out of the league for two he years. Just had a birthday. Yeah, November. we know he's been you know working out on Instagram, uh, showing people saying you know I'm ready right now. Uh, he initially tweeted that you know he's he's he heard about you know he heard about it from his representatives that the NFL was putting this together and that he can't wait to uh, see the GMs and the presidents. So it's interesting that Eric Reed makes that comment today. It makes you wonder if if this is really going to go down or not. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of torn about it. Uh, you know, to me, you know, it, it does seem a little weird. Like, it could be a PR stunt. Um, you know. You the, think Jay-Z has something to do with this? I mean, that's what people are saying, that Jay-Z, you know, came, you know. Because he was taking so much heat yeah, he was taking about so, selling out. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's about time. It's glad, I'm glad he did something. If he did do this, good, you know. But, you know, what is this? Yeah, what it, well, yeah. You know, what is this? Is, it, is this another thing like the Jay-Z thing, kind of a show, you know, just for show? Yeah, because they said, you know, I look at people who are going to come. You know, Jerry Jones, of all people, is going to send yeah, send a representative. Right. You know, I mean, do you think he's going to wind up on a roster? At the end, of, when the smoke clears and the mirrors break, mm-hmm. right. do you think he's going to – Colin Ka- we're going to see Colin Kaepernick on a roster this year? No, no. And even even uh, from, you know, this, how the, sto- the story is being told, at least from the you know, both sides, the NFL side and, and, the, and Kaepernick side is – um, that it's 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 for the opportunity. It's, they're given the opportunity for teams to to see him work out for next year, supposedly. They want to, you know, why not this year? I mean, everybody. There have been so many injuries. I'm thinking that that teams need help right now. I mean, you know, who you know, they got to be about ten quarterbacks that he's better than right now. And if he's in shape, as he says, um, they should be thinking about now. But the story is the story goes that it's for next year that they're looking at him, where he's, he's going to be 33 then. You know, I think it it is it well, does he'll be seem 30, he'll be thirty three this time next year. Right, he'll be thirty three this this time next year. I mean, it does seem like a a, a PR stunt the the way it was done. Um, you know, he he had he had two hours to whether or not to agree to this. 
Uh, that's well, how that's what's been reported. And I would think about it, and I would make transportation. <laughs> <laughs> and then they tell him they're like, "Hey, we got this thing for you, but it's ninety six hours from now. You know, it's three three days from now. You, you ha- or you want to do it? Give us two hours. You know, why why not give him more time to like what is what is this? I don't understand. So, do, do you think? I mean, does this hurt his legacy? I mean, you know, how, how does this play out? I mean, he's got this legacy, and he hasn't really been saying anything, and you know. I, does this help his legacy or hurt his legacy? Does what? Just the fact of getting the well, workout? Th- that he takes it. That he takes well, if he, if he were to take the workout. Well, let's say he said, no, I can't. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But does this hurt or help his legacy? Uh, I mean, if he were to take it, I, th- I, don't, think it, I don't think it hurts. I, I don't think it does anything to his legacy, really. Um, you know, it's not, it's not like it's, I don't consider it analogous to, to taking the settlement, you know, which some people say hurt his legacy that he took the settlement from the NFL. They, they want, he's trying, you know, he's made it clear. He wants to play. Um, now if he, if he takes the workout works out and then they don't, he, and he still doesn't get a job. He, and, they he could all, and they could always say that, well, hell, we, yeah, we saw him work out. We gave him, we gave him a shot. We didn't like what we saw. And, that, and it gives, it gives the NFL you know, cover, Give cover, NFL cover, Jay Z cover. So anyway, listen, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go down there Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see, and I, let's, we'll, we'll revisit this. All right, uh, we'll revisit this next week. All right, so yeah, when we come back, we'll have uh, Victoria Jackson on to talk uh, the college basketball situation. College basketball's underway, so we'll, we want to get her thoughts on the name, image, likeness uh, issue, which we haven't talked about on the show yet. Right. Um, that's going to be an ongoing issue for years, it seems like, because. It's, what, 2023 that the law is supposed to take place. We'll talk about also the recent Memphis uh, freshman, James Wiseman, and how the NCAA seems to be a little tone deaf, and they just came down hard on him also. So we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about Penny Hardaway's complicity in that. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible has over 180,000 book titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of the Bill Roden on Sports podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. We highly recommend that you check out the classic $40 million slaves, The Rise, Fall, and Redemption of the Black Athlete by the one and only William C. Roden, an absolute must-read. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. For your free audiobook. We're joined now by Victoria Jackson, a sports historian at Arizona State University and faculty affiliate at the Global Sport Institute at Arizona State. Uh, she's also a former track and field runner at North Carolina, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's, that's what I thought. Um, Victoria, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I interjected because I competed for two schools. I'm also a Sun Devil. I competed as a graduate oh, okay. student here. Okay. Wow, you're one of, one of those. Yeah. Even a transfer, the dreaded transfer. <laughs> I'm one of, well, I graduated, oh, okay, so okay. I'd Good. cringe every time I was referred to as a transfer. <laughs> did, it, did, it, uh, did it count as a grad transfer? Were you one of those? Yes. <laughs> well, see, uh, yeah, well, see, that. that I mean, you... You know, you squeeze something out of NCAA. That's one of the rare loopholes, right? That you know that that student athletes have. You could, you know, do your do your you did your do it at NC at North Carolina, and then you you know you were able to compete again. That's right. System worked for me. <laughs> okay. Well, so, I mean, that's, you know, be proud good. of it. It's like it's you know you took advantage of a loophole. <laughs> 
Oh God. So 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 Victoria. I call her Sister Victoria. Remember? Uh-huh. Call it my sister Victoria. Because <laughs> we thought, you know, oh yeah, we got a oh wow, black woman who's like a distance runner, you know, Victoria. <laughs> I said Bill, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> but I still call her Sister Victoria. I, I, I saw her at Arizona State. Uh-huh. I said, my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So, Victoria, so uh, let me ask you, so we want to talk to you about the larger picture of um, you know, this whole idea. You've really been uh, writing, um, writing deeply about athletes' rights, athletes' rights and the NCAA. Uh, I know you filed this latest story of uh, why was it Patrick Wiseman? What's Wiseman? Uh, James Wiseman. James Wiseman out at uh, Memphis. Memphis University, University of Memphis, uh, who was, uh, I, I guess, the NCAA uh, declared him ineligible right. uh, for a game, at least, while well, they... Yeah, they, I think they suspended him. Uh, I think it, they were trying to suspend him indefinitely. Uh, then Memphis uh, got a restraining order uh, from the court, uh, allowing him to play in the meantime until, until that's resolved. It's expected to be, I guess, resolved next week and most likely in the in the NCAA's favor. So was, at some point, he's likely to be suspended for a period of time. Right. Um, and, I mean, I, you know. But what do you mean? I mean, the reason they're suspending him is that it involves Penny Hardaway, his coach. Right. Which is a separate a separate right. issue from, from the name, image, likeness. But it's the NCAA, again, uh, you know, doing something that, that's right. unpopular. Well, what, what do you make of the, You've been following the case, Victoria. What do you, what do you think about that? I, I have mixed feelings. Uh, about this case, but what do you, you 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 know about the case? What what do you think about it? Well, this is this is one of those uh, we kind of bend and weave the rules to uphold the system as we'd like to uphold it. So, um, and you know the the person that really called this out was um, an attorney, Richard Johnson, and um, he he called this out because you know Penny Hardaway has had a relationship with James Wiseman and his family for years and has been coaching him for years. And um, at, you know, a, a couple years ago gave the family a loan to help them move. Um, and, you know, move, move <laughs> to, to figure out a way. Move to Memphis, right? I mean, move to Memphis, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To move from, uh, I believe, Nashville to right. Memphis. And it was, it was about $11,000, I believe. And, you know, so they're, they're trying to figure out a way to say that that's a violation of their amateur rules because they can kind of make it up as they go. And so this time the decision was that they'd classify Penny Hardaway as a booster because he'd made a donation to the university <laughs> a long time ago. Um, in 2008, he made a million-dollar donation. And um, Richard Johnson points out that, you know, you're, you're saying that this makes him a booster, but is that really what this is? Because he'd made a donation to the university to build a hall of fame. That's not necessarily supporting the sports program. That's kind of more in the alumni outreach category is the way Johnson sees it. So, you know, this is a, or you could classify Hardaway as a family friend with a prior relationship. And in that case, it's not a violation of amateurism. Mm. Um, So it's really just, it underscores this policing and this targeting, again, of the athletes in the sports that generate revenue, um, and those athletes happen to be disproportionately black. And it's in this broader system that just, you know, all of the messaging 
is making people feel guilty about things that they should feel great about. Like James Wiseman shouldn't have to be dealing with this. He should just be able to play basketball and we should be celebrating. But let me ask you (laughs) a question. His his skills and talents. But I mean, I guess my issue is, you know, Penny Hardaway, it's not like you talk about some, some block, you know, who had no experience. I mean, Penny Hardaway was a very highly recruited athlete. He knows all the ins and outs and all the under, you know, undercover stuff that people do to get star athletes to where they need to be. In other words, we're not talking about he didn't give the, the young lady who's like, you know, a geometry person in, in Nashville. He didn't. He wasn't trying to get her to move to, to to Memphis, where he happens to be the head coach. You know, I mean, but he wasn't the head coach of Memphis at the time. No, but he was. But why did he want the family to move of all places from Nashville to Memphis, as opposed to moving to like Arizona or moving to? He Phoenix? was a high school coach in Memphis, right? Exactly. Like and then, right. then this kid yeah. played in the plane for that high school. Yes. Come on, yeah. come on! You move him, you move him, and you just happen to play for your high school. Come but, on, Victoria. But, but what's wrong? Come, come what's, on. What's wrong with that? Really? Well, because you're getting a competitive advantage. So if, it's all about that, that's yeah, all the NCAA if, cares about. No, no, no. I, that's, that's what I care about. If I'm coaching against Penny Hardaway and I'm in and I'm in Memphis and you get this seven footer and you move his family, I'm a, give me a break. Come on. I mean, I hear what you're saying. It had nothing to do with him being black. It has it has everything to do with trust me, Victoria, and you feel as if you were coaching head, if you were the the the, the arch rival of Penny Hardaway's coach, the next thing you know, the seven footer from Nashville is moving to Memphis just to play against you. You'd be like, oh, but that's it was, really great. But it was in high school. It was. A, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. At, it wasn't in he college wasn't at Memphis. Yet. No, no. But so but but, he, he's playing for. Which, Penny is coaching high school, right, in Memphis. So you're talking about the other high school coach? Yeah, that, that's not. What's the NCAA have to do with that? No, no. What, but, but they're trying to create. He's <laughs> he's got an unfair advantage. It's an unfair advantage. Screw the NCAA. If I was a high, I if, if I get the high school association. Hey, that, then get the high school association. Oh, it's, their, it's their battle. It's their battle. But see, don't paint. Honestly, don't paint Penny Hardaway as this. You know, pure and the driven snow. And he says, oh, I was just trying to help the family. He, he was trying to help himself as well. Man, yeah, okay. Do we, wait, can we can we at least agree that Penny is trying to help himself? Sure. It's like you know, it's it's everybody wins, right? James Wiseman wins. It's going to help him improve his NBA draft stock by working with the coach he's worked with for so long. I mean, it's it's not just self interest. Um, and and you know, the comparative is like I watched this happen in track and field. Like we we. In, in track and field, we heard rumors about the University of Oregon, you know, um, you know, because there's a cap placed on how many scholarships you can give. And it's pretty low in men's track and field um, because of football, not because of Title IX, although people usually say because of Title IX. Right. <laughs> and so we'd hear about like, oh, well, you know, that person's scholarship is being paid for by a family friend. Right. So. And that wasn't targeted by the NCAA because, you know, or- Oregon track and field is basically Nike, like the University of Nike, and they mm-hmm. seem to, to not have those sorts of investigations. So, um, yeah, I, I do think that's, that's a reflection of both the revenue-generating sports versus the non-revenue sports and also the, 
the broader context of the the racial kind of power dynamics in it. Yeah, but I, I guess, I mean, I don't want to belabor it, but Penny, <laughs> Penny should have known better. In other words, you know, I know we're trying to paint mm-hmm. people as victims, but but was you know, and, and Penny's got a million. He played in the NBA, so clearly, if I'm coaching it. You know, at uh, Booker T. Washington High School in Memphis, I'm just like an average guy. I'm, you know, I'm like I teach, do PE. You know, yeah. If I had a couple million dollars, I if I had eleven thousand dollars laying around, I get James Wiseman to move to my school district. Right. You know, but I don't. But Penny Hardaway <laughs> does have. He just happens to have eleven thousand dollars. So yeah, well, listen. You know, I mean, what is he living in a rat-infested house in Nashville? And he, you know, they're about to be put now. He said, this guy, like you said, Victoria, he knew the guy, he'd been working, and he said, wow. And here's worse. Not only do I get you to come to play for my high school, then I get the job at Benefits <laughs> University, and you follow me there. But hey, hey, I mey, hey, come on. Hey, hey what? Hey, <laughs> hey, what? It happened. Hey, we don't know. You just, you just jump. You jump into conclusions. You jump into conclusions. We don't know that was a grand scheme, grand planning. He knew he was getting a Memphis job. In fact, it was one of the most surprise. It was a surprise hire. It was a surprise Jamal, hire at the time. Jamal, of all people, you're an attorney. <laughs> you know damn well that if you were, if you were, if you were, were prosecuted. This, you say just what I said. Wait a minute. Is it a coincidence? Yes, you've been you've been knowing this guy. Now all of a sudden he happens to show up in Memphis where your high school coach, he happens to play for your high school. Then, oh, you get the job at the University of Memphis of Memphis. Oh, and he follows you there. I mean, all this is stuff is just a coincidence. But here, here, here's the thing, too. And we and this 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 I think trans goes over into the whole uh name image likeness issue that the NCAA is going through. When I look at the NCAA. You know, even in a, in a case like oh, this, they're yeah. act, they're acting like they're the commission, like they're commissioners of a pro league, where the, where their main, con- their only concern is the league and the and the the teams in the league, um, and and creating a competitive balance and and not letting you know one one team have an advantage over the other, but not at all, but not at all about the kids, and all they talk about is how they care about the student athletes. So their only care is that. Is that you know one coach doesn't get a competitive advantage over the other? That's well, the only thing they're there for. Well, listen, see, I, listen, it's a bit, it's a big business, right? And also, and Victoria, you, I mean, you, you were an NCAA athlete. You know, you, you, you competed, as we said before, at two schools. You know, at North Carolina, <laughs> and then as a grad transfer at. So at you're gonna, at, you're gonna at, hold that against her? No, well, no, it's all good. You okay. know, but uh, but I'm saying <laughs> is that, is that it's a membership organization. People say the NCAA. Like it's this, you know, this cluster group of people on the the NCA is a membership organization, and you know, Victoria, for example, you competed, I'm sure, against some people who you probably knew were using drugs in, in your NCAA career. You know, you probably competed against some people who you probably figured had an unfair advantage because they were doping. I mean, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Well, first of all, is, is that true? Did, I mean, do you think that during your career you may have been competing against some people who are using? Um, professionally, I, I don't know about collegiately, but, but most certainly as a professional runner, yes. Well, I'd be surprised, actually, if it was within the collegiate Okay. Um, All right. Well, that didn't help me out. It didn't help my argument. But I guess I know. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Well, that's okay. Just, just so, you know. I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, but let's 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 talk about the revenue generating thing. You know, where 
and we know everybody's trying to get an advantage, whether it's your guy down in Arizona, you know. So people are trying to get mm -hmm. an advantage. You do have to have a traffic cop. You got to have somebody who sort of said, wait a minute, it, part of your part of the deal is that you agree to be a membership, a member of the NCAA. It's a membership organization, and you agree to play by the rules, you know, to create an, an equal playing field. So if if and, and there are probably some coaches out there who are playing by the rules, at least try to. And if you see somebody who you know is breaking those rules, now they're not breaking the law, but they're breaking the the, the, the rules. You say, wait a minute, this guy's out there. If he's Tarkanian or whatever, these guys are breaking rules. You, 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 there has to be a traffic cop. Can we at least agree with that? There has, there has to be a traffic cop in membership organizations. Well, in this case, I don't know if there was a rule broken. And um, what, what distinguishes this and what was surprising is that the president of the University of Memphis and the athletic director are standing behind James Wiseman. And they support his, because he's suing the NCAA. And so... Like, they're, they're supportive of that. They're calling out this kind of attempt to say it's a breaking of rules. Because, um, again, the rule book is kind of vague right. um, in, in this case. And then as a contrast, I was really disappointed in the Ohio State University and the way they handled Chase Young's potential rules infraction that – most likely was not a rules infraction, and they're they're conservatively sitting him out in anticipation of a suspension. Mm -hmm. And you know the Ohio State University. Sorry, I emphasize the D <laughs> because, of course, you have to. Right. Um, uh, you know they have people who are in positions of power to be more assertive in the the kind of reasonable pushing of the conversation about what is really a rules infraction and what isn't. Um, I mean, what, what happened in that case was that the player, Chase Young, who's a Heisman candidate, so, you know, someone who's on par with James Wiseman, but, but in football rather than basketball as far as his profile and likelihood to go on to play professionally, he had um, re received a small loan, uh, much smaller than the, the loan given by Hardaway, um, for his girlfriend to fly out to watch him play in the Rose Bowl last year, and the loan had been repaid, and it was from a family friend. So, I, and and that that has been interpreted as a potential rules violation, and and so when the the contrast between these two cases is really interesting, um, because Ohio State I think had an opportunity to have a much much clearer, easier path to say, actually, no, in this situation, Chase Young can play, and they chose not to take on that path when the president of Ohio State is on the NCAA Board of Governors yep. and the athletic director at Ohio State is co-chair of the Name, Image, and Likeness Working Group. Right. And that, to me, was just a, a missed opportunity and really unfortunate to see. What, what should so. they have done in that, in that case? Because, again, they're, they're similar in, in, in a way in that you've got a football— and, 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 and we all agree, I mean— I'll agree, and I'm, I'm pushing, but just because I'm trying to take the other. So, but, you know, sure. you're right. If Chase Young was just a, a business major and he's going out to California to compete in a academic kind of thing and he wants his girlfriend to come out, nobody would say a thing. You could, you know, say, hey, man, let me, you know, $6,000 so my girlfriend come out. And it would be no big thing, you know. But the problem is that when, when we've got this organization and they have certain rules that, well, you, you can't, do that. Now, what would you have had in that case? And remember, 
you know, Gene, Gene Smith, who's now probably one of the most mm-hmm. powerful people in the NCAA, and the president, clearly, because of all the stuff that's happened at Ohio State, they're, you know, they're trying to say, hey, man, we don't even want to deal with this. Right. You know, they're, they're bending over backwards and using this kid as a sacrificial lamb. What do you think they could have done? I mean, what do you think they sh- what, do you, what would you have liked them to, to have done in that situation? Uh, point to the NCAA rule book and show actually this isn't a violation of the rules because the loan was from a fam- family friend, so that, that removes it from a potential um, situation in which, you know, it's an infraction. And then also because this, the amount was so small, um, I believe it was less than $500. She must have taken Southwest. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, she must have taken Spirit. Spirit. Know, Spirit. Spirit would have been like 199 <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, the fact that, the, that it was a loan from um, someone who had a relationship prior to the, the student attending the university and wasn't a booster and that that loan had been repaid. Like, you just point to that rule book and say, actually, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do the reasonable right thing and allow him to play. And even if they do allow him to play, a decision about his eligibility or ineligibility will likely happen after the season is over. And you say, you know what, we're going to risk it because we care about this athlete. We don't care about the banners coming down. You know, right. I, I thought immediately of like the situation with the Fab Five and Chris right. Weber and um, Tractor Trailer and, you know, how, you know, after the fact, those banners come down and it's like, okay, whatever. Like, at least they got to play while they were here. Let me ask you a question. I don't know. Let me ask you. I mean, it, yeah, I'm thinking about this. His girlfriend. What I mean, I, I guess I'd be more sympathetic if it was his grandmother who was coming out. Yeah, I mean, you know, he wants to fly his grand, his eighty-three-year-old grandmother out, who you know wants to see him play. Then I think everybody might be, you know, well, you know, they but, still hit him. They but still your, hit but him. your girlfriend. I mean, not even your wife. I mean, I say, <laughs> oh I bring, wow, I bring, that, now you're judging people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't believe in marriage, Bill. Well, well, okay, but I mean, <laughs> let's, let's get back to the Graham, great, my great Graham. Anyway, listen, um, <laughs> th- this is not an easy segue, but, but now what about likeness? Do you think that the, you know, the governor of California, you know, signed, basically kind of took on the NCAA and said, this thing is ridiculous about image and likeness and, and athletes should be able to, um, you know, be able to profit from their own image. What do you think about th- that? And what do you think about the NCAA's response to it? What I really liked about, you know, the aftermath of that and listening to Governor Gavin Newsom speak more about it and also uh, Representative uh, Nancy Skinner speak more about it is, like, um, you know, whether or not this is actually the outcome, like, in 2023, the California Fair Pay-to-Play Act goes into law and that's what happens, like, that's probably the least likely outcome of how this plays out in the next four years, but you know, they did it to force the issue because, you know, the, the folks behind that legislation, Ramogi Huma, um, Andy Schwartz, you know, this, these are California yeah. people who've been at first trying through the courts with the Ed O'Bannon um, class action name, image, and likeness uh, lawsuit, and now, um, you know, through the legislature, like, we're just going to keep trying to attack this. And then you have that group trying to disrupt, too, with the historic, uh, historical basketball league. So, like, the folks behind that who've been working on this for years, um, it was nice to see something um, make it to, 
like a cultural conversation and national, you know, like people know what this is. They know what name, image, and likeness is, and they're talking about it. And there's a lot of people who think it's already law (laughs) Um, because of kind of the messaging around it. Um, But it's good. Like you you, you have to keep forcing the issue. Um, As far as the NCAA response, it was pretty predictable. Um, It was like a big, bold statement followed by a lot of gobbledygook um, and like backtracking on that big, bold statement. (laughs) And what was just for people, what what, what the NCAA said basically what? Remember, Gene Smith, again, your guy, you know, who is, you know, the NCAA's, you know, picture, you know, but right, he was he was poster on board. he was on the committee or whatever. Okay, he's the, like the poster boy. What what did they say? What did the what was the NCAA's a reaction and then the googly uh, gobbly gook? So the the media center let out this release. Board of Governors starts process to enhance name, image, and likeness opportunities. So that's that's like a statement, literally saying we're not doing anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're like starting a process to consider it. Right. Um, and it's been, you know, the subtitle there is each NCAA division directed to immediately consider modernization of bylaws and policies. Again, just consider. like lots of words. Right. And to consider. <laughs> right. Know. Right. I mean, they said they, 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 they said um, we want they want to permit uh, students participating in, in uh in athletics, the opportunity to benefit from the from the use of their name, image and likeness. And to me, the key was right here in a manner. Uh, consistent with the collegiate model. What? Now, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Okay. So then, and then they, so they, one of the, so then they have guy under these guidelines. So they're like, uh, the it has to be fair and balanced competition, uh, clear distinction between collegiate and pro opportunities. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, compensation for athletic part uh, participation is uh, is impermissible. So, okay, uh, en- enhance principles of diversity, inclusion, and gender equity. What does that have to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> um, protect, uh, you know, protect the recruiting environment. You know, so again, they're just you know they're trying to keep it a fair and balanced for the schools. And the, the most important thing to them seems to be this recruiting balance. You know, they don't want some some team to have an unfair advantage when that's already the case. Why does Kentucky yeah. and Duke get every player anyway? There's already an imba- imbalance. Right. Yeah. So do you want? Yeah. No. I mean, here, and I, I think the problem that that we identify, you identified, Victoria, and I mean that you you have this multi-billion-dollar enterprise operating on this college on these college campuses. And they're just incongruent. It, 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 it's, it's never been congruent. Ever since this stuff becomes multi-billionaire, and you've got these two sports that are generating right. all the money, and the job of people like Gene Smith and all is how do we keep the captives, you know, captive? You know, and and if we got to throw them a bone, we'll kind of throw them a bone, but we got to keep, you know, we got to keep our our hands in the till. We've got to keep this stuff in check, and I think that's. Yeah, but then you have you know. So it seems like that's there's a fundamental problem that you've got this enterprise on campus that's just mm-hmm. incongruent with the larger mission of the college. Now maybe that's not true though. What's the mission of the college? I mean, right. that that's another issue. What's the issue? <laughs> What's the mission of the college? So so Victoria, I, I know you know you've you've written a lot about this. You've thought about it. What you know? What is that like in your opinion? What is the answer? What should happen? What what should, how should the NCAA really be operating, or if it should should it be operating at all? Yeah, I you know.
know, I, I focus so much on the power five. Um, and right. I, I, I really think, you know, if at the end of the day, the power five, you know, and, you know, we call them the autonomy conferences, too, because in 2014, um, they were able to gain more legislative autonomy um, and and increase cost of attendance stipends and um, provide more health care um, and coverage and do all of these things, which um, in that release, I found it to be really disingenuous, um, the, the kind of attempt to take ownership of those changes. Um, the President of Ohio State, actually, uh, Michael Drake, um, talked about how, you know, we've been taking all these steps to um, uh, incre- increase and improve support for student-athletes, but it, they weren't taking those steps. They were forced by athletes who called out injustices, um, Kane Coulter attempting to unionize at Northwestern. Like, literally, those steps that they took were adopting all of the planks of Coulter's platform um, in that summer of 2014. And so, you know, this is only happening because the athletes pushed for it. Um, Ed O'Bannon's antitrust lawsuit um, that summer of 2014 was important for that. Shabazz Napier talking at the Final Four, also yeah. in 2014, about you know how he was often going to bed hungry, and then you know the revelation that cream cheese on a bagel, a bagel wasn't a violation of amateurism, but cream cheese on a bagel was a violation of amateurism, and then you know a- allowing athletic departments to provide all the food athletes could want, right. you know, from that point on. So this idea that the schools have the athletes' best interest in mind and are adopting all these measures because you know, that's what their mission is and what their, you know, responsibilities are really is disingenuous. And um, looking at the money, it's, it's accelerated so dramatically in the last 15 years. Um, it, it increased from $4 billion a year to $14 billion a year. And so we've seen an increase in spending on facilities, which is really just part of the recruitment arms race. Right. We've seen an increase in salaries. We've seen administrative bloating. Um, Just, you know, two examples since Alabama and LSU played over the weekend. LSU built that $28 million locker room. Again, that's not really for the athletes who are playing there now. It's to recruit that next class coming in. And then Alabama's football staff has 45 people for football alone. There's additional people who work with football athletes, but football alone has 45 people on staff. There are three former D- Division One head coaches in analyst roles. Like, they are spending, spending, spending because they have to because if they make too much of a profit, you know, that that's, makes them vulnerable to, to calls to pay athletes. <laughs> so, you know, those cost of attendance stipends and the, the package of benefits that athletes have received since 2014, thanks to pressures from athletes like Ed O'Bannon and you know, um, Ramogi Huma and Kane Coulter and Nigel Hayes, like they have not increased at the same rate. So that I think is where the tension is. Mm. Yeah. yeah my, my problem with those. Sorry, that was a bit of a rant. No, no. That, was a, that was a good rant. But, but the, and the problem I've got additionally on those numbers, the, the staffs and all that, is that very few of them are black. Right. I mean, the, these enterprises and empires are being built on the backs of these young black men. But when it's time for them to get these jobs as head coaches, as 
uh, analysts, as administrators, Staff as in general. as you know, they're 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 not there. I mean, it, to me, that is where the plantation thing comes in. You know, where mm-hmm. you're not even brought back to 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 sort of be the beneficiary of being on staff mm-hmm. in, in any kind of meaningful position. So that that's a, a problem. But at least they're getting a lot of food now. Uh, every coach will mention that. Uh, we're, we're, fe- we're feeding them so much now. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's fattening the frogs to feed the snakes. <laughs> you know. hey, hey, Victoria, this has been great. Uh, you know, this is you, you keep us honest. Yes. Basically, you know. <laughs> you know um, so how was that graduate year? Just kidding. <laughs> were, you, were, you bigger, were you bigger, faster, stronger, and more mature? <laughs> did you compete? Did you, were you a better competitor as a grad student? You don't have to. You don't have to dignify that. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, I, I will happily talk about my experiences competing as a grad student. I, I was on grad student money. I wasn't on an athletic scholarship, and um, I had a coach, an awesome coach, Louis Quintana, who's now the director of track and field at Oregon State, who was like, "You're a fast runner. I know you're going to get your runs in. You also have." a very rigorous PhD program and you're a TA, like don't come to practice this week. If you can't make it to practice this week, <laughs> that's like, nice. I know you're going to get your runs in and you're going to contribute, you know, during cross country season in our top five. Um, and like, so supportive and, um, created an environment where like we had fun and it was fun to run fast and we were trophy winning teams. We trophied and, cross indoors and outdoors uh, my second year because I competed here for two years. And, you know, it was like one of those positive, healthy environments where we all could thrive and our coach knew, you know, it wasn't about power. It wasn't about control. It was about like figuring out how to help each athlete have balance and take advantage, you know, athletically and academically of what this opportunity provided. So, um, I, you know, I was, I was so lucky, <laughs> um, at both my undergraduate institution and my graduate institution. And I think that's why I'm so frustrated, um, and inspired to make sure more athletes have the experience I enjoyed. Um, cause my experience was the exception and that, that's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. Like my experience should be the rule. And, um, what really makes me upset is knowing that, you know, the labor that paid for my idyllic experience, both as an undergrad and as a grad student, was the labor of football and basketball players who aren't getting the educational opportunities that I enjoyed. So we, we have to do better, and we've got to be honest about it. So that's why I do what I do. No question. Well, thank you very much, Victoria, for joining <laughs> us uh, and enlightening us on uh, the NCAA and all the problems. We, you know, we know that there are problems. But, uh, you know, thanks again for joining us. We'll have you back on soon. I'll see you out there in the sun, Victoria. Yeah, can't wait. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, you're all right. the best. Thank you. Great Victoria Jackson. You know, always great having her on. Hey, well, that's it for the show. Another great Great show, uh, Jamal Murphy, my host. Uh, and uh, look forward to seeing everybody next week on another version of Bill Roden on sports. So uh, stay cool. I mean, stay warm. And uh, we'll see you next week. God bless everybody. All right.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.